God, we praise you, God, for this time, Lord. We praise you, Lord, for who you are, Father. You are good, Lord. You are compassionate, Father God. You are our eternal God. You are our Abba, Father. There is none beside you, Lord. You are the God of resurrection, Lord. We praise you, God. God, we confess our sins before you, Lord. Lord, you search our hearts and humble us, Father God. Lord, we thank you, Lord, for your presence. Lord, we thank you for Rubiaka, Lord. Lord, bless her, Father God. Anoint her, Father. Speak through her, Lord. Let your powerful word touch our hearts, minds, and lives, Father God. May we never be the same, Father. Transform us, Lord, to your image, Father God. Give us a listening heart, Lord, and help us to apply to our lives what we hear from you, Lord, today. Lord, help us, Lord, from all distractions, Father God, and help us to focus on you, Father. We love you, Lord. Have your way in us, Father God. You work in us and through us, Father God. We pray all of this in your precious and your mighty and holy name, Father, Lord, of, Lord and our Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. Psalm 40. Let me share a story with you about John Wesley, a well-known preacher in London in the 1700s. One night as he rode across a place called Hunslow Heath, singing a favorite hymn of his, when all of a sudden he was startled by a fierce voice shouting, Halt! While a firm hand seized his horse bridle, then a man demanded him, your money or your life. So Mr. Wesley obediently emptied his pocket of a few coins and then invited the robber to examine his saddlebags, which were filled with books. Disappointed at the result of his holdup, the robber started turning away when the evangelist cried, Stop! I have something more to give you. Then the robber, wondering at the strange call, turned back. Then Mr. Wesley, bending down towards him, said in a very soft voice, My friend, you may live to regret the sort of life in which you are living. If we ever do, I want you to remember this. The blood of Christ will cleanse you from all. At that point, the robber hurried silently away and John Wesley rode along, praying in his heart that the words spoken might be fixed in the robber's conscience. Years later, at the close of a Sunday evening service, with the people filling the large church, many lingered around to see the age-old preacher, John Wesley. When a stranger stepped out of the crowd, begging to speak with Mr. Wesley, as the stranger came closer to Mr. Wesley, he was surprised to see that it was the robber of Hunslow Heath, who now was a well-to-do tradesman in the city, but better yet, he was now a child of God. The words spoken to him that night long ago had been used of God in his conversion. The man looked at Mr. Wesley and said to him, Mr. Wesley, to you, dear sir, I owe it all. But Mr. Wesley told him softly, no, no, my friend, not to me, but to the blood of Jesus Christ, which cleanses us from all sin. It was the testimony and kindness to this man by John Wesley that helped to make a difference in his life. And in the psalm, encourages us to do the same thing. After we have experienced Christ, after we have experienced his kindness and what he has done for us on the cross, how can we be quiet? In the psalm, we find a man who really loved to give his testimony. And this man is David. 
many times david said listen and let me tell you what the lord has done for me and psalm 40 was to say david says i was in a pit sinking down into the miry clay but the lord came lifted me up he put my feet on a solid rock and put a new song in my mouth the pit david was in was sinking he was helpless and hopeless there was no way to get him out of there sooner or later if he is not rescued he is going to die these are generally the two pits that we encounter in our life one is the pit of circumstances and the next is the pit of consequences so first the pit of circumstances you know that throughout the history of the church one of the messages that has been confusing people is if you become a christian all your problems will go away then when people get saved and it doesn't happen then they turn away now undoubtedly when we are saved we can expect great things because we have god's promise but we got to remember trouble does not stop david understood this and he says in verse 12 for troubles without numbers surround me my sins have overtaken me and i cannot see they are more than the hairs of my head and my heart fails within me our christian life is not always lived on the mountain top we have ups and downs we when we are effective for christ we are setting ourselves up for attacks from the enemy set and focus on two groups of people mainly new christians and effective christians he wants to discourage new christians so they will give up and he attacks effective christians so they won't produce new christians he does not bother the world they are is anyhow he does not attack nominal christians they are not breaking down the gates of hell he does not bother complacent christians with an attitude like i am saved my family is saved and that's good enough he does not have anything to worry about them but just wait till you begin to tell someone about god's mercy and grace and lead them into sinner's prayer not just because we come under attack does not mean we have to succumb to that attack that is what david says in verse why many o lord my god are the wonders which you have done and your thoughts towards us there are there is none to compare with you if i would declare and speak of them they would be too numerous to count so we cannot succumb to the attack but we have to continuously stand for our god this is the thing that we must understand that we are not excluded from the battle but we are simply protected from defeat that is what we need to understand you may be in the pit and wondering if god is going to bring blessing into your life why do i seem to have so many struggles as christians we have seasons of struggles and testing that is our christian walk the seasons of struggle works to destroy the pride we have in our own abilities and reinforces our sufficiency on god and if you are in a season of struggle it is for good it makes us to lean on god it makes us to depend on god it peels us whatever need to be peeled from our life i like what paul writes in 2 corinthians chapter 4 verse 17 light affliction which is but for a moment basically paul is letting us know the season of struggle and testing will too pass it is a time you cannot alter but it is a time you have to live it out it is just like we see we are in fall right now and we are seeing here that the all the trees are withering the leaves they are all dried out and the trees are looking like dry as if there is no life in it 
but during the winter months the tree silently refurbishes its trunks it is a time of preparation for the next season of fruitfulness its branches will rock in the wind the sap and substance of the tree in the winter go underground but it is not good bye for in the spring it will push its way up into the budding of a new experience so if you are in a pit and going through trouble times and if when you look outside the tree i just want you to be encouraged that god is not done with you this is the time for preparation this is the time that he is going to make you to be fruitful he is preparing you for that your setbacks and pit is temporary and it is to create opportunities for fresh commitment and renewal and revival in your life this is a time the pit where god strips out everything that is not pleasing to him we will all have our seasons of sunshine as well as our seasons of rain for each stage has its purpose and that is what christian life is about we have a colorful life we have such an amazing life with our god and we just need to make sure whether we are on his side and you need to allow the lord to use your present discouraging experience for his greater purposes plan and power to be demonstrated like the tree without any leaves looks like it is dried out god is preparing you and will use you for a for his greater display of mighty power so that is the pit of circumstances second is the pit of consequence we find ourselves in the second pit because of our poor choices sin can dump you really hard in that pit satan fights dirty he waits until your your back is turned until your defense is down he aims his dart at your weakest point and you lose your temper you lust you fall you envy and give in to jealousy you compromise your walk with the lord your thoughts are impure you follow the crowd you rationalize you say yes to him you forget who you are you forget that you are called kings and priests that you are called the child of the most high god you walked into his room you look in the window and you break your promise you see the garbage that that internet has to offer you lie you covet you steal satan numbs our awareness and short circuits our self control we know what we are doing and yet can't believe that we are doing it we want to stop but haven't haven't the will to do so we want to turn around but our feet won't move we want to run and pitifully we want to stay also we are trying one step a uh, one leg is going up the pit another leg is pulling us down and both these pits need a rescuer to get us out that is our savior our lord in jesus christ no self help will help the more we try the more we are going to sink not sure what pit you are in are you in a, a pit of self pity are you in a pit of self worth are you in a pit of hopelessness loneliness pit of recognition attention and popularity is it pride that god has kept you in a level ground and you approach towards the people in the pit is indifferent is that the pit you are in pit of pride is it weariness it is that nobody wants to be your friend david says you can get out of there and it's only one way out and what that way is only through your lord and savior jesus christ 
he will set your foot on the rock if you will wait patiently for him because god is faithful when you are in the pit don't look at your situation with a telescope look at your situation with a telescope but not under a microscope again when you are in a pit look at your situation with a telescope not under a microscope when you look at under your microscope you will be living a this a life of despair because you will tend to magnify your troubles and magnify your problems and that is going to increase pressure for you instead remember god is never out there to break us or shatter us he knows our frame and will not overload us in times of stress rather he seeks to use our stressful time as opportunities for us to gain his perspective when you are in despair or when you are in a pit don't keep flapping your hands and feet it will make you to sink more instead lean on his strength and wait patiently jeremiah waited patiently for the lord to act in jeremiah's case cause god used an official to plead jeremiah's case to the king and the king told the official to take 30 men to lift jeremiah out of the pit waiting patiently for the lord means actively seeking him waiting intently for the lord it means continuous prayer to god for help it means continuous obedience even when we are waiting for our problems to be solved it means that we are focusing on god alone and not our problem it means you are not neglecting god and you are neither denying your problem that is what actively waiting and hoping in god means and how long will it take for god to answer our prayers nobody has the answer we don't know but i know one thing 100% for sure he will answer he is a god who who has an unfailing schedule his schedule never fails you know the sad thing is in our pit and waiting sometimes we lose our song but david says here that god has put a new song for him the pressure of life the pressure of family problems or the pressure of sickness snatch our song and some morning we wake up and realize it has been a while since i caught myself singing i think the psalm is found himself in the situation he has been bogged down by the problems he faced he has apparently lost his song but david had a deep sense of contentment that god has not forgotten him and god blessed him with a new song and that's what we see in genesis chapter 8 verse 1 it says but god remembered noah and all the beast and all the cattle that were with him in the ark and god caused a wind to pass over the earth and the water subsided when we apply this to our life before ran, noah ran out of all the resources and provisions god remembered noah and the same way god remembers you he will never leave you empty handed the lord knows where you are and he knows how much you have left in reserve just before you run out god will send the wind to blow back the waters of impossibility and provide for you and again this is a beautiful reminder in the psalm that god will bless each one of us with a new song a song of deliverance a song of god's mercy a new song of god's favor a new song of god's faithfulness and you and i have stories to tell stories of the greatness of god's mercy and favor and faithfulness but the trouble is that some of us are hiding from our own stories and we don't want to tell to others this is a story about a former baseball star dave 
Drevki. Dave Drevki had been an outstanding pitcher with several seasons behind him and a promising career ahead. But about four years ago, they found a limp on his pitching arm near the shoulder. Near the shoulder. The diagnosis was cancer. After surgery and radiation, the doctor said to Drevki, there is no chance, zero chance that you will ever pitch again. But they knew that the game was his life. And so you worked and exercised and built back the lost tissues. Less than a year after his cancer surgery, he made a comeback, pitching again and pitching near perfect games. But one afternoon as he pitched, he fell with a throbbing pain. The bone in his arm had broken and the doctors found that the cancer had come back and had spread rapidly. There was no answer but amputation, as it turned out, a radical amputation that took not only his pitching arm, but even his shoulder. Most of us would have felt ourselves in the desolate pit and the miry bog with nowhere to go and no place to stand. Most of us would have sat on the sidelines and nursed our wounds in self-pity and felt useless. And Dave did just that for a while. But soon after Dave began speaking about his God, he began telling others about how his faith in God had brought him through. He began to tell his story and to share his testimony. Maybe you are wondering what he will do with his life now that he can no longer play baseball. Well, Dave now has a list of some 700 invitations just to tell his story. I suggest to you that you also like Dave do just that. Dave does this not just because he's brave and that he does it not just to help others, he does it to help himself and keep his own spirit focused on his God. So David says, I have told the glad news of deliverance in the great congregation. I have not hidden your saving help within my heart. I have spoken of your faithfulness and your salvation. And that is the command God has given us from the psalm, not to keep our mouth shut, not to hide it in our heart, but be people who will deliberately speak for God, who will deliberately stand for God, who will deliberately proclaim his faithfulness to one and everyone. Revelation chapter 1 verse 6 says that we are kings and priests unto God. So what, what does that mean? Once you become the child of God, nobody's spiritual destination is in the pit. David was a king with great power, but he could not conquer the pit. If we are abiding in the pit today, we cannot hold the scepter of servanthood, nor the crown of righteousness. God has called us to stay in the palace, for in that palace we have the strength to rule over the principalities or in the power of darkness. In that palace we have the power to demolish all the work of the evil. In that palace alone we have the power to break every weapons of the darkness. But if we are in the pit, just because the enemy got our back and you are under his hand, he will keep you in his pit and he will make you powerless. So it is up to you. Are you going to be like David, going to cry out to God to deliver you out of his pit? Or are you going to be rolling along in the mud and the mud and willing and choosing to stay in the stinky, horrible pit? That is your call tonight to make. 
and if god has redeemed you from that pit and put your feet on a steady ground how can you be quiet is your heart not swelling up with gratefulness and thankfulness to the lord for what he has done how can you be quiet we know the parables in the new testament when god gave the talents when the person who did not used it god came and took it out so the result of what god wants to do with the talents he has given you it is up to you and that is what we have for tonight our heavenly loving father god we praise you god we praise you for this uh, psalm o oh lord we praise you for your teaching you have um, given us through ruby sister oh lord lord help us to be aware of your will aware of our willful sins lord so that we may not give in to it and fall into the pit lord lord nothing we can uh, we have help us um, to stand but you lord your strength only help us to uh, stand on you lord on the rock lord jesus christ you are our rock lord help us to stand firm on you o oh lord help us father not to look um, into our uh, slimy situations lord the life uh, throws at us lord but lord to fix our eyes on you lord to draw strength from you lord and to stand um with our unwavering faith lord like david lord um, we uh, learned about in the psalm lord the unwavering faith in you lord lord i pray lord for all of us lord as uh, rubeka prayed lord uh, we we should be um effective christians lord not uh, complaints christians lord but effective christians lord uh, whatever pit uh, we may go through lord pit of circumstances or pit of consequences lord we should actively wait lord with the prayers and petitions and waiting actively lord and 100% we know lord you will answer us lord god lord i pray for all of us lord um not our will but your will and uh, and your desire our desire will be aligned with your desire lord to proclaim you to witness you boldly lord believing praying and trusting in you jesus are uh, drawing strength from you jesus that we uh, we boldly proclaim you and share the salvation that we got uh, the forgiveness that we got to others lord um, that uh, drawing strength from you lord from holy spirit lord that uh, no, even though we are sinners lord you loved us first so we holding on to the trust and uh, the unwavering faith in you lord we should boldly proclaim you lord witness you and our testimonies to others lord help us lord help us holy spirit uh, to witness you proclaim you to others lord i pray all this prayer in the mighty and marvelous name of our lord and savior jesus christ amen <laughs>